you don't want to look at fear as a as an opportunity to excuse yourself. You want to look at fear as an opportunity to be yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's different. And you might be scared of things that other people aren't scared of, but that's part of you being you. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes it's um <laughs> what you're saying is like we're you have these past things like it's like oh well i'm afraid of this because of blah 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 in the past it's like yeah okay fair enough but whatever is in front of you right now that's the only thing that you have to be afraid of right you know like because the past is gone because the past is gone this is way of the artist with brandon colby cook and evan schulte identifying your blocks and demystifying your struggles so that you can claim your own path and make your life a work of art tempted to do it but i'm not going to do it what were you gonna do (laughs) (laughs) we're all gonna die (laughs) and then you did it yeah and then i did it anyhow i didn't want to lead with it no i kind of just baited you into doing that setting me up actually so that was that was all for my own entertainment hey that's good man you gotta entertain yourself (laughs) because you're gonna die you're gonna (laughs) die That's right. Yeah, that's what this title of this episode is. Yep. We're all going to die. We decided we'd have a little fun with it, but in some ways it's actually kind of meaningful and kind of on point. Yeah, it's um <laughs> it it actually kind of quite beautifully encapsulates a lot of <laughs> a lot of what we're here to talk about. So, but there is a certain degree of misdirection we're being a little cheeky with that one. Uh but one of the main things that we're we're really talking about here in this one is we really got into we're gotten interested into having a conversation about fear, yeah. having a conversation about fear, having a conversation about worry, mm-hmm. which is something I mean everybody deals with. Certainly, artists do. There's a lot of kind of worries. There's sometimes less um, predictability. There's yeah. less. Um, comfort and safety when someone goes into an artistic field. So, I mean, everything that we're going to be talking about, will we're hoping will be valuable for, for artists, of course. But, I mean, because sometimes when artists go into the eye of, not necessarily the eye of the maelstrom, not the eye of the storm, but the eye of the maelstrom, you know, of kind of the chaos of some of these things, like, like, uncertainty, like all these things, this is something that, that artists deal with regularly and, and perhaps slightly more than, than people in other fields who have chosen like sort of other, other paths and things. And, and again, that's not to, I don't mean that to say that to demean anybody's life. It's like, oh, well, you don't know worry <laughs> and fear like an artist does. I wouldn't suppose such a thing that would be very, um, arrogant of me to say so or us to say so well i don't think it's i mean i think that going down the artist or entrepreneurial path you're going to face a certain kind of fear that people who say don't go down that path are not going to face um they may face other fears but i mean that's not really the point the point is is that we all have fear and 
you know, and fear is just kind of a given. It's like one of those things, like you're going to die. <laughs> like you're <laughs> going to get scared. You're going to die. You're going to, like, it's going to happen. It's like, but the thing is about death, I think, just to get on this thing. It's like, why is yeah. it called this? It's like, you're going to die and you figure that out at some point. And then you accept it. Mm-hmm. Like you kind of get to a point where you go, okay, well, that happens. People die. Like we all die. I get it. Okay. And then yeah. you don't think about it anymore. You just kind of go and you start living your life. And actually, the more you forget about the fact that you're going to die is actually often what stops you from living your life. Mm-hmm. It's usually when people realize that, shit, I'm going to die. I'm running out of time. I better go do things. I better go kick off this bucket list or whatever. Yeah. And, and in those start moments in of way. like, I'm going to die, I need to live. So mm-hmm. the reason why in a lot of ways this is called you're all gonna, we're all going to die you're all going to die. <laughs> not, <laughs> not me, us. though. Yeah, not us. We're... <laughs> yeah. But, um, you know, I, I think the thing is, is that, you know, the fact that you know you're going to die is part of what makes you live. Yeah. You know, it's the, it's, and, and the thing is, is you could take this with fear or anxiety or worry. The fact that you feel fear or worry or anxiety is part of the reason why you feel alive. Yeah. And the problem is that we have a, a relationship to these things that actually works against us in a way. And so what we want to do is we want to kind of like look at this, kind of reevaluate, change some perception around it, and mm-hmm. actually show you that it's like one of the best gifts that you can get. To be afraid is aliveness. But if you look yeah. at it as like, I'm going to die, I'm afraid I'm going to die. You know, if you keep pairing it to death all the time or pairing it to the worst outcome, you're going to keep taking this wonderful gift you're given and you're going to make it rob you of joy and rob you of experience. So Mm -hmm. we'll get into it. We'll we'll work this out. Yeah. And (laughs) with really with any emotion that we experience, you know, that you had mentioned this earlier, it's like today we're keying in specifically more on like fear and, and worry and these kinds of things, typically because these are our trouble areas for for most of us right right you know like, and people even call them negative emotions yeah which by the way there are no negative or wrong emotions yes but but it's like we have judgments i know and sometimes it's like i remember hearing someone say that it's like there are no negative emotions yeah. and you go yeah 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 <laughs> like <laughs> sure whatever yeah. uh, i would rather be you know super happy about things all the time <laughs> but i mean it's like it's we this is a different rabbit hole, but I mean, we need to have all emotions to know the difference between emotions, yes. you know, like otherwise we, without fear, we wouldn't know, we wouldn't know joy, you know, like we, there's, and vice versa. So, uh, this is really, when we say that fear is, brings us a kind of aliveness to our lives, which is kind of a weird thing. And also it's interesting that we called this one, we're all going to die because while we're not necessarily keyed in specifically, specifically on death for this (laughs) it's not really entirely what it's about it's just but death is one of those things that carries a lot of fear around it right and so it's uh well i think also i mean i don't mean to cut you off but i think fear and death that's that's the whole thing in the beginning i mean that's where fear initially comes from it's like you need to feel fear so that you don't die yeah you know fear actually stops you from dying so if you looked at any time you went and got scared, you'd be like, great, I feel scared. This means I'm saving myself from potential danger. Yeah. If you were in nature, 
and you just had that perception, you might look at it and go, great, the moment I feel fear, my my system, my body, my soul, spirit, whatever you want to call it, is catching on and going, hey, this could be dangerous. This might not be good for you. This might get you in trouble. And if it ended there, you'd go, great, thanks very much, fear. I'll see you later. And you'd yeah. go the other way and you'd do the other thing. Or you would walk into it knowing and being hyper aware and sensitive mm-hmm. to what could go wrong. And you'd look at fear and go, great. Could you imagine if you didn't have fear? Yeah. Can you imagine the danger and the trouble you would get in? I mean, you would literally stand on the edge of a building, lean over it and possibly fall off or slip, or you would yeah. walk down a dark alley or you would do things that would literally put you in harm's way and nearly kill you or kill you. Yeah. Because you didn't have that sense in your body to go, hey, pay attention. There's, there's trouble, yeah. right? There's a potential issue here. So if fear ended there, it would all be good. But the thing we're talking about is fear for most of us doesn't end there. Yes. It starts there and then we make it into more. And so we want to talk about how we layer it and how we do all that other stuff. Because this is a big thing that Evan and I have been realizing about how we in our own lives worry and get scared and feel anxiety. And we started to realize it's like, wow, like this is way in which this gets done. Yeah. And that there's maybe, a, I think for myself, I mean, as we were getting into what we we're going to talk about today was some really interesting shifts for me uh, just about changing my own relationship with with fear and with worry and what that's really all about and so hopefully we have some stuff here for everybody that that yeah. will be really good we i think it's we got some pretty good stuff coming down the pipe there's probably going to be a couple of surprises <laughs> in here i'm sure there typically are well, okay. So, I mean, I, I mean, just to start off, let's 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 start with this basic. Can we all agree on this? That we all know we're going to die. So, we all have a kind of a sense that we want to live, right? We want to stay alive for whatever reasons. We have our reasons, but we want to stay alive. And so, then fear initially was created so that we would protect ourselves from potentially dying or going into danger or getting hunted or whatever the thing was, right? So that's why fear exists in the first place. It happens, um, you know, it's an almost an autopilot thing that happens in our body. It's been built in us through centuries, like through forever, millennial, whatever. Mm -hmm. And so we are this animal that feels fear at this point. And all animals, all mammals, we all feel this sense of fear. So that keeps us alive. So if we can just agree on those two things, fear keeps us alive. We all know we're going to die. First of all, before we get into anything about fear, what is wrong with that? Mm -hmm. Right? Is there any problem with that? Do you not want that? If you had the choice to be like, no, I don't want to be scared. I'll tell you what, people who weren't scared died and their ancestors did not pass on and they no longer exist anymore. Yeah. If that occurred. So it was the people who were scared that lived you are a byproduct of fearful people because <laughs> fearful people survive. So in some ways, if you want to keep living, fear is necessary. Yeah. So if we can agree on that, then you can start to build upon that platform and you can begin yeah. to see, and I'm just pointing this out because this is the big awareness I've had because mm-hmm. I've been, you know, I've been going through my own little set of anxieties and worries and whatever. And I'm realizing that it's like, oh, great. This stuff is actually good but my judgments are harsh yeah you know and that's been the challenge i've had to kind of face right yeah and really what we're 
getting into, like, as you're saying, is there's the fear that keeps us alive from an almost physiological standpoint. And it's what keeps us in the game of life. Yeah. You know, it's it going. Yeah. It keeps it going. So it's just like, Hey, like you're here, you're in this playground called the world, Mm -hmm. you know, where there's all kinds of possibilities and, and relationships and, and events and experiences to be had. And our fear keeps us alive. And just to go back to you, just because you had referred to our ancestors and stuff, and we go, well, geez, like fears, like, no, yeah, like we've got to be afraid so that we can, <laughs> and it, and that was literally just like about survival, but we're not at that place anymore. You know, like, yes, there are, are some situations where it's like, hey, don't step out into oncoming traffic. Like, you know, that's, that's kind of where our actual fear survival stuff is, is still valuable, but our fears now run such a massive gamut and they become quite unreasonable to a certain extent. And typically where they become unreasonable is when we do this thing where we worry on top of the worry and we were uh, on top of the worry on top of the worry. Yeah. And there's, we worry s- about worrying. Yeah. We, and there's, there's a story that starts to, to build up. Right. And so there is the weight of the fears that we feel. Like they definitely have a weight just as there is a weight to any other emotion that we have, you know, like even when we're, I don't know, we're out at a music festival or something, or just like having a blast or something. There's a, there's kind of a, there's still, there's a lightness to it, but there is a weight to that emotion. We feel it, but we don't fight that emotion. Most of us don't, we don't Mm. fight the feelings of, of joy and celebration and all of that. Fear is one that in our culture, it's something that we look at, again, we call it something like a negative emotion. And as a result, it becomes this thing that we're like, oh, no, can't have that. We just got to shove it away. We just got to try and keep a real tight lid on those things because we consider it not appropriate or maybe not necessarily not appropriate, but it's not, um, we don't want to encourage it. We don't like, there's something that we just, we have such a resistance to having this emotion. Mm -hmm. And that is where we start to get into trouble. It's through our defiance of that emotion. It's through our resistance to it that we actually end up feeding it in a weird kind of way because those fears become phobias become like, and this is what happens when you, when they just kind of are allowed to continue on. They're, they're not acknowledged is that they just, they kind of build and fester and they become these very often little idiosyncrasies, these quirks, these behaviors that Mm -hmm. we just go about in our lives and we just act from a fearful place without necessarily always thinking about it. And it's like, but every time we feel the fear, but we just go, okay, no, 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 no. Like, all right. And we try and get rid of it. That's the, kind of the problem with it is that we're always trying to just get rid of fear. How can I just get rid of this feeling? Mm. But fear has an extraordinary gift to it. Fear has lots of extraordinary gifts to it. There's some, there's some gold inside of it that only occurs if we learn to accept our fear because it's through. And we were talking about this, that, we're all um, 
most of us are familiar with the, like the saying, it's just like courage isn't the absence of fear. It has a courage isn't the absence of fear. It's something like take it's taking action in spite of feeling fear. It's like you feel the fear, but you do it anyway. Yeah, exactly. That's what courage is. It's not that you don't have fear. It's that you feel fear, but you do it anyway. Yeah. That's essentially what Yeah, basically. And so in this way, it's like courage is actually the acceptance of fear. It's only through accepting it that we actually find courage. Because when we don't accept our fear, we're typically, we're running from it. Exactly. It's it's bullshit. It's denial. I mean, no courageous person, I mean, you can deny that you're scared, maybe for image, for pride or whatever. But at the end of the day, I think you, you know, you're going to know what you're feeling. You're going to know what's going on. And there can be a point where you do things that aren't actually scary to you, but they might be scary to others. And maybe you give yourself a pat on the back or that looks good because you're no longer scared of it, but they are. And so you do it and it impresses them, but you know, you're, (laughs) you're a fraud because you know that it wasn't that scary, but just because it scares them and presses them, that's really what you're going for. So Mm -hmm. you're not building courage in that state. You're actually just trying to impress people. Right? Yeah. which is a whole nether rabbit hole we could go down if we wanted to, but we won't. Um, but, you know, the courage that you feel, like courage is the courage is just another term for aliveness. Mm-hmm. Courage is just another term for like, hey, you know what? I've had a recognition that I can go where others can't go. I mean, think about it this way. Imagine you had a tribe, right? Mm-hmm. And everybody's scared to go in the forest because monsters live in the forest. You know, beasts live in the forest mm-hmm. and they will eat you. And But you have someone from the tribe that goes, I'm not scared to go in the forest. And they go in the forest and they go grab something amazing and they come back alive. And everyone's like, wow, wow. Not only was he not scared or she not scared, but they went out, they got something of great value and came back. Maybe I could go out there too. And then people might go out there. So mm-hmm. leaders are often courageous because they are willing to venture out into these things and, and courage is this aliveness. It's where the uh, rewards of life are given. Yeah, into these unknown territories, right? right? Like in your. So let me finish though. Yeah. After the whole tribe goes out into the forest and starts to see that it's not actually that dangerous, they're no longer scared. The whole tribe is no mm-hmm. longer scared. Then the tribe now must face their new fear. And the leaders of the tribe will be the ones that are willing to go and be courageous and venture into the unknown and and explore you know and there is a exploration with fear i mean there is a part of the known like i mean we live in a world now where a lot of the things we're scared of we already know they're not going to kill us we already know it's not a problem yeah but you know there was a time where people went out and did things and i think there still is in some ways but there's a there is a place where people can actually show courage where they don't know the outcome but they do it anyway because the willingness to explore the willingness to find a reward the willingness to live beyond what they know is is more intriguing than the fear and i think for an artist this is kind of what you're doing a lot of the time yeah you're kind of trying to go into the unknown where other artists haven't gone soon and then you know you see like a heath ledger and then everybody's trying to do the joker you know what i mean everybody's trying to do what they did but but these actors went and did something they, that they didn't know. And then once it's done, everyone goes, oh, I could do that. But it's too late now in a way because yeah. now we already know. 
And so if you really want to be a cutting edge artist, in some ways, you have to be that that leader of the tribe. You have to be that explorer that's willing to go out. Yeah. You to, know, to journey out into the forest, not knowing what's out there. Yes. And discovering what's out there. Right. And coming back right. with whatever it is that you've you found, yes. you know, that you've gone like, oh, look, I found this. This is kind of interesting. <laughs> well, and just yeah. the coming back. Is, yeah. is, people don't realize that, you know, like there's a part of it. There is, is just, a coming back that's always involved with, with yes. artistry. The, the, and that's the, that's what artistry is, though. Artistry is I go out into this world that you don't normally go and I bring something back to you that you can relate to because you knew me in a way you feel you knew me before and after. And if you look at movies, movies, that's what a movie is. A movie is you get to see the character before and after. You get mm-hmm. to see them before they leave the tribe, and then you actually get to see them go out on their journey. But a good movie actually gets you to kind of experience what the tribe's people experience mm-hmm. who never saw them on the journey, which is they've, they're a changed person. I don't know what you did out there, but you are different, and yeah. I like it. And so in some ways, the tribes go, just because of who you are now, just because of the way you're being, the air in your way makes me want that in myself. So I am going to go do that. Mm -hmm. And we tell story after story after story about journeys because people, we're so great now, like in in a way, we're so smart. We can learn through osmosis of just hearing a story. Like children will hear a story. And I know this from my niece and nephew. They will hear a story and that will actually make them begin to see the possibility in the story. Like it's... Like there's a uh, story I read my nephew the other night, right? Before he went to bed. Mm-hmm. There's a story about a little turtle that needed to go to school for the very first day. <laughs> and he's three. So, you know, he hasn't, he hasn't gone and done that yet. But, but I could see him and I could, and you know, we were talking about it as we we're going through it and talking about the pictures and whatever. And he was, I could see him and just in the way he was interacting with me, I don't know what's going on for him particularly, but I could see him going, yeah. I could go on my first day of school and I know what to expect and I'm kind of ready. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so in a way, that's what that's why you read kids stories, because in a way they go, oh, yeah, the first day of school is scary. Um, you know, this little turtle is scared and all that. Yeah. And then they start interacting with some of the other animals and people that and are going and whatever. In many ways, we, we don't really stop there. You know, yeah. it's just like we start to get into more complex stories that we read. Right. You know, we see. I mean, that's really any movie you go into. It's like there's something, there's hopefully some kind of humanity to it that we relate to, something that that we see that sparks something with within us. And, and there's almost any good story always includes the facing of some kind of fear. Right. You know, of, of something being brought to the surface and that now has to be challenged. Right. And I guess this segues nicely into part of of how we can reshape our relationship to fear which is that fear in some ways is actually kind of a really great life friend not just in the fact that as we said it will save your life and keep you from doing something that could kill you or at the very least you if you look at like extreme sports people it's right. like okay i'm gonna do something very dangerous but i'm gonna plan as much as I can to make sure I get through this safely, right? right? 
But the other component of fear is that fear kind of creates a lot of fun in our lives. Like, and I guess that's like exactly what extreme sports are, are kind of an example of yeah. that. But I mean, even in the things that we consider as maybe mundane or trivial things in our lives, right? Like uh, I was sharing with you, like I just got a new car and I was on my way to go and, and talk to the, to the dealer about this car, wanted to get it and all this stuff. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to make my, my offer. Are they going to accept, you know? And, and so there was, there was this thing I'm like, Oh, now I'm compounding my worries, right? It's like, okay, well, what if they don't accept my offer? What if they want way, way above what I, what I want to pay and I don't get to go in now? Like, and now there's all of these things that have created like this massive fear. And really all I had to do was just go, okay, well just look, I'm, I'm got some nerves. I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit worried about this, doing this negotiation. I'm a little, I've, I'm, I'm a little bit, bit nervous about this and just being like, okay, I'm nervous about this. Mm. And it's being, and, and just instead looking at it from a sense of, of, from a sense of, this is just what I'm experiencing right now. Okay. I'm like, I'm nervous about going to negotiate for this car and just making it about that, not making it about, you know, all of these other things, this whole narrative, this whole story about what, you know, my fear could mean and where it could spiral <laughs> off. Yeah. You know, it's just like crazy. It's like, no, you're just, let's just keep it. What is it? You're just afraid about this negotiation. Mm-hmm. Right. You just got some. And then from there, it wasn't so much like I was afraid anymore. I was actually kind of had more of an excited anxiousness to it. It's like, okay, yeah. Like I actually just, I kind of want to just get in there and, and just start talking. Like, like I just want to get in there and start negotiating, (laughs) you know? And through that experience, I actually started to really enjoy it. I started Mm -hmm. to really get into it and I was like, oh, okay, man, like this is, this is actually kind of fun. This, this process went from something that was causing anxiety to something that was really quite thrilling Mm -hmm. at the end of it. And it's just a flip on it and not making the fear more than it is. And that's really fear stepping in to be like, let's make this exciting. Yeah. Let's, let's make buying your car a little more exciting. Yeah. You know, then rather just like, all right, um, can I just get that for this? Yeah. Okay. There you go. You know, like it's just, <laughs> yeah. I mean, whatever. Well, where's like, the, where's the movie in that? Yeah. Where's you know? this, where's the, where's the, where's the scene in that? Right. I mean, that, 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 that is the thing. I mean, if, if, if our move, if our lives are just these boring little like things, I mean, it would just be mundane. We would just have to keep amping up the stakes. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing. This is another realization that I had was that, if I'm scared about this or I'm worrying about this thing that I'm worrying about right now, whatever it may be, let's just say it's not having enough money. Okay. So I think I know I get all the money. I just, you know, I get all the money I need and then I resolve it. Well, what ends up happening is I end up relieving that worry for a little bit mm-hmm. and it's great. It feels wonderful. And I think I've done it. But then what ends up happening is, and I don't catch myself doing this, but this is what we do. 
um, I start worrying about, yeah, but what if, uh, what if my stuff gets stolen or yeah. what if I get sick or whatever, whatever. So here's the thing. Or somebody else gets sick. Exactly. You know, it's, yeah. you know, and so then the, the way we worry in this moment or feel afraid in this moment or feel anxiety or whatever in this moment is always how we'll do it. And because that is how we do it, we will always find a way to do it. So, you, you know, our pursuits of trying to escape it, of trying to get rid of it, um, the, 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 it's, it's a double-edged sword. It's not, like, not going to work for you. Like, I mean, it's a double bind, I should say. Yeah. It's not going to work one way or the other. So you try and do the thing to solve it, and you'll just find another. If you don't do anything at all, you'll get bored of your life and you'll, you'll feel complacent and you'll get depressed. So in some ways, feeling fear is what actually gets you away from depression. It's what gets you away from feeling lethargic and, and you know, bored, yeah. right? The fear is what makes it kind of vibrant. And, and yeah. here's the thing. Here's the telling feature. If you feel afraid or you're worrying, ask yourself this first question. Am I going to die? Like, really, is my life in danger? I mean, that's a great way to kind of really calibrate how much this fear is relevant. Because, like, look, if you're going to die, like, if it's going to be an instant, like, this is super dangerous. I could die in a moment. And that's an important distinction. Yes. If it's like, it has to literally be, like, in that instant. Yeah. Because it's like, well, I don't know if I don't get this job and then blah, 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 blah. No, 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 no. Yeah. No, you're not going to die. (laughs) Exactly. That's worry upon worry. Yeah. That's when you put, when you're compounding. Yeah. You know, you know, you're not compounding if you're like, look, if I take a leap off this, you know, um, I don't know, 120 foot cliff into the water, could I die? Yeah, I could die. If I land wrong, I could die. Like I could literally just die in the next few seconds. Yeah. Like that is an instant. That's not compounded fear. That's you going, I, why am I doing this? Am I trying to do it to impress my friends? Like, do I really want to do it? Like, you know, and maybe you jump, maybe you don't. But the thing is, is that you are factoring in this is a real instant fear mm-hmm. where when it's a fear it's like well if i don't get this job then i won't make enough money and i'll lose my home and then i'll be homeless and then you know and i'll start a drug problem and then i'll be addicted and oh, then yeah. my family will reject me and i won't have anywhere to go and then you know and you're gonna die like fucking 17 levels down yeah you, but here's the thing about that you know that's bullshit because you'll never let it get there because we all actually have standards of acceptance and there's a certain point where we just won't let things happen. Like yeah. once something goes so wrong, you actually get so motivated to change it that you can't help yourself. Yeah. And some people, they just assume they're like, oh, no, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it. And I'm going to make an argument. And people can disagree with me, but I'm going to say this. Most people that have gotten themselves into really serious trouble, they're, they're probably going, it's probably a few things. One, they're either in super denial. They're denying, 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 and what ends up happening is they keep kind of putting themselves into worse situations by denying. This means they're not feeling, they're not checking in, maybe they're numbing themselves out with some type of drug or whatever, mm-hmm. and that's actually stopping their own system from being able to tell them, hey, stop, you're in trouble, you know? And you might see this with an addict, right? Like a drug addict, they, they, they end up kind of, they keep going back to the heroin or something mm-hmm. and the heroin masks the feeling and then the feeling gets covered and boom, and they get caught in a, in a loop. That's a trap and it's yeah. downward cycle. The other thing that can happen is maybe mental illness in which you lose maybe touch with reality or you lose touch and you don't have anyone there to kind of help you or redirect you or whatever. The third way, which I think is the most common, 
where people get themselves into self-destructive things is you actually want to self-destruct. And you might not admit it, but you actually want. And you might even argue that the addict and the mentally um, unsound person are both actually trying to destroy themselves because in some ways it gets them what they want. But, I mean, I know this opens a bit of a Pandora's box and it might ruffle a few feathers, but here's the thing I've noticed about myself. Usually when I get myself into a difficult situation, it's, it's, I could have changed it, but it's actually what I wanted. And this takes a huge amount of humility and honesty to do this because you begin to realize that you're getting something out of being self-destructive. Maybe you're mm. getting attention. Maybe you're, maybe you're feeling like you're important to people. Maybe you're proving a point to people that, you know, like, see, you did this to me. That's why I'm like this. Whatever, right? But there's something you're getting out of it and, that, and you're yeah. doing it. And yeah. in, to, to tie this back into our conversation. Sure like what we've been going on is that sometimes it's, it's a thing that, that what you're getting out of it is that it's keeping you from having to confront and accept a fear. Right. Right. Sometimes that's what it is. It's like, Oh, I, I just don't want to, I just don't want to look at this thing. And so I can just do this and it makes me feel, you know, in this way and I'll just go about, doing these things instead and I'll just distract myself, distract myself, distract myself, numb myself, numb myself and never have to deal with that. Right. Never have to confront it. But I mean, in that situation, again, this is exactly what we're talking about. That's typically the result of just compounding fears and that whole process of compounding fears. We're creating them. Right. To a large degree, we are creating them. We are, you know, we've both been, um, blessed and burdened by this ability that we have as human beings to to be able to have some kind of foresight, to be able to to kind of imagine what the future might might be. Mm-hmm. But nothing is ever certain, and so often our minds go into the really like horrible situation, right? It's like. It's like, oh, no, if this happens, this is not going to happen, this is going to happen, this is going to happen. You know, very often I've had situations where things didn't go my way to begin with. And then later on, it's like, wow, that worked out amazing. <laughs> like that, were, like if things hadn't well, like gone the this car, way, that happened today. Yeah. You literally, like the story you told me when you first met up with me was I was worried that they're going to laugh me out of the room and you had this story. Yeah. I mean, casually maybe, but yeah. you had a story going on and then you went there and, and you're actually like, well, actually this is a reasonable, this is a reasonable, it, you know, uh, you, and then when you told me a little bit of what you'd done, you had done your research, you had figured out comparable prices, you had done all this stuff and still the story was playing, right? And I think that, you know, as much preparation as you did, it wasn't going to stop the fact that you were going to have this little anxiety or fear. Yeah. Like, and that was my point earlier. I said, what you worry about now is what you're going to worry about later. It's just going to look different. And in some ways we try to plan and prep and be secure. And the thing is, is that you won't ever dodge the feeling. Mm -hmm. So you might as well just do the thing that you care about is is my point, you know, Mm -hmm. because I I do think you need to kind of like look at life and go, okay, look, I need to put a little money aside because there are rainy days. There are yeah. days where whatever. But if your whole life is waiting for a rainy day, well, there's consequence. Yeah. The, you know? And yeah. I'm not saying it's wrong, but you got to decide. Do I want my whole life to be waiting for a rainy day? Yeah. Yeah. 
And it's just like, you know, it's it's basically curling up into like a little hole, you know, right. like putting your stores away and and crawling up under the ground and never like barely ever peeking out to see the light of day. And it's like that's and using this just as an image, you know, but that's kind of what living like under the the thumb of fear when when as we were saying earlier, when fear becomes a burden you know, fear like by mm. compounding. And now, and again, it's usually only by compounding the fears because if we actually only, if we address the initial worry, the initial thing that's creating the sensation in us, it's actually quite manageable. And, and in fact, manageable isn't even necessarily the right word for it, but it's something that we can, we can experience actually without very much difficulty. And we're just like, oh, okay, I'm afraid about this. Right. Okay. All right, cool. Well, I'm just kind of, just, I'm just kind of afraid of, of, this, <laughs> of this situation. But yeah. again, it's like in most of just like in this one, like I'm going in to talk about buying a car. Like my life is not in jeopardy, not even right. close. And, but we, we run this kind of game in our minds all the time with all sorts of different things, all kinds of mundane things. And, it's totally fine Mm -hmm. that we have some like that we have little, little fears and worries about mundane things. Like we said, that often just adds a little bit of excitement into, into these activities that we're going about. But when we just keep on adding to it, adding to it, adding to it, and then they become these massive weights, these huge burdens upon us. And, I don't think that that's what fear is really there to do. Fear is not there to burden us. No. Fear is not meant to burden us. It's there to keep us safe and maybe have a little more fun doing some of the things that we're doing. It can actually offer us that because fear and excitement often feel exactly the same thing in our bodies. Physiologically, we often feel them in the same parts of our bodies. You know, it's like you feel... A little racing like, heart, sweating palms, racing heart, yeah, yeah things like, like this. Yeah. Like sometimes, like maybe there's a there's a little in something the in the stomach, tummy, yeah. yeah. Like there's it's there's such similar f- feelings physiologically; they're right. almost in, inseparable. You bring up an interesting point because how do like here's another thing: how do you know you're scared? Like, I mean, just like really honestly, like how do you like? I mean, here's the first thing: I don't think most people, because our culture is so negatively opinionated and judgmental of fear. I would I would be willing to bet that most people don't even know half the time that they're scared. I think that we have strategies to numb out fear to such a degree that when we're scared most of the time we don't even notice it. We just we just have a way of kind of avoiding it, of deflecting from it, of distracting ourselves of doing something that doesn't make us feel some form of anxiety or fear or worry or whatever. And because because we don't we're not in touch with it, we don't even know. And then the other thing too is when you actually do have an experience of fear or what you call fear, how do you know you're scared? It's a very interesting question because mm-hmm. how do you know you're not excited? Well, you might say, "Well, I'm not excited because I'm not like happy about it. I'm not like optimistic." I mean, well, maybe that's why you're fearful, because you decided that it might not work out. 
Mm-hmm. You're, you're maybe because you're looking at how it might go this way. That's why you're experiencing fear. But if you're looking at how it might go that way, then maybe you would experience excitement. And so really, it's not a matter of fear or excitement. It's a matter of perception. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, in some ways, you know, if you're feeling fear or you're feeling excitement. Either way, you know, it's just your perception playing a trick on you. Because if you're not going to die, and sometimes even if you are going to die, you could feel excitement instead of fear. You know, and I, I, I saw a guy today, just I was watching a YouTube video. I don't know how it came onto my feed, <laughs> whatever, and I don't even know because I barely even check this stuff anymore. But this guy was jumping from one building to the next building, and I swear this must have been like a 12-foot jump. He ran across and jumped, and he made it to the other side. And the fall was like 60 to 100 feet or something to cement. Like, it was crazy. Like, yeah. I'm just, like, looking at this, and I'm going, that is insane to me. Like, insane. Like, I would, I, like I could never see myself doing that. Yeah. But at the same time, it was amazing. Mm-hmm. Because I'm just like, wow, man. Like, your level of looking at that as not fearful is profound. Like, like it is profound. Because most people would look at that and go, like, you're an idiot because that's so dumb. <laughs> mm-hmm. And part of me, like my value system is, look, if it could kill me, if it could physically just kill me in an instant, my, my rule is I'm not an extreme sports guy. Like I've skydived, yeah. I've done all, like, a lot of crazy shit, but I'm not the guy that like likes to like risk my life. That's not how I get my, yeah. you know, my, my it's not, it's no I don't need that kicks. to feel yeah. alive, right? But some people, they like that and I don't judge and that's great. When they do show me, like when people do stuff like this, I go, wow, that's friggin' amazing. But you think about like, what did, what's the process of a person getting to that point? And, and you know, here's the other thing too. When someone does something, that I always question myself is like, my, my immediate question goes, but how much do you value your life? That's the thing that I always come back to is like, because if you don't value your life much, you might be willing to take very scary risks because you're like, I don't care if I die. I'm, I'm like, honestly, like I'm running on a, yeah. a last thread. You might, and in some ways, there's something admirable about that, but also at the same time, you go like, I really value my life. I've worked very hard. I've read a shitload of books. I've studied. I put a hmm. lot of time into developing myself. So to risk my life on a jump and to do, is silly to me. It's a silly risk. Yeah, and to do certain things. But also on the flip side, though, yeah. there I am absolutely, I, I'm going to just say I'm certain that there are people who would say, but for me, it's kind of a flip on what you just sure, said, right? Yeah. Where it's just like, you know, you say it's like, oh, like I, I value my life too much to do that, right? To, to take that risk. And there are people who would say, I value my life too much to not take that right. risk, right? So it's like, it's all different strokes for different folks, yeah. man. It's I mean, all it's, perception ultimately, which is the point though. Yeah. And you know? we talk about and this. And not it's to like, judge, like not to say that oh, I'm yeah. better or they're better. But to say, like, look, we can take something like that and we can make it into something. Like, yeah. that's what that person demonstrates. And it's yeah. it's really, I and mean, we, we talk about everybody has their own path, right? Mm-hmm. And you walk your own path. Nobody else knows what that is. No, Like, only you have an idea of what your path is. And even your knowledge of what that's going to look like is only partial. Right. You only have <laughs> some idea of what that looks like. Again, that's part of what keeps life exciting. You know, I think that there are these little things. There's a reason why we can't just 
look into the future, know how, how exactly how things are going to go. Cause that would be very uninteresting. Yes. That would be a very boring kind of life to live. Well, you know, if, you, like, if we already knew there would be nothing to fear except that maybe you might fear, like if you knew something bad was going to happen, you might fear, you might be like, ah, oh, I'm all worked up about, it. I know this is going to happen. Mm-hmm. But it's like, you know, the thing is, is that part of what makes life so exhilarating is the fact that we don't know. And, you know, I think if you follow, if, you know, I think like we're, and we're trying. And fear kind of comes with that. Yeah. We're trying so hard to relieve feeling all the time. You know, and I think people, they, they, they drink and they smoke and they do drugs or play video games or watch shows or, you know, they do all these things to try and not feel. And in, an, in a way, if you actually got to the point of total numbness, it would be horrible, mm-hmm. you know? And so really, it's not that we don't want to feel, it's that we have a judgment of feeling. And so yeah. we like, I want to feel this, but I don't want to feel that. And then we don't realize that by not feeling this, we can't feel what we want to feel. You know, in some ways, like the more sad that you're willing to allow yourself to get, the more joy you're going to be able to feel, mm-hmm. you know, the more you're willing to feel fear, the more potential for excitement, you know. And so it, it's all about it's all about you finding your balance, but it's a spectrum. And mm-hmm. part of it is it's context. Like you only know something by the, by its opposite. You know, yeah. you know how great something is in some ways by how horrible something else is. And I mean, and one of the greatest feelings that we have in life is the feeling of conquering a fear. Yes. Right. Or of facing a fear coming through a fear on the other side. That's one of the most extraordinary feelings that we can have in, in our lives because there is, there's that fear. It brings a state of life. And we, it's funny cause we call it conquering like, yeah, yeah screw you fear. Like, on the ground. <laughs> but, but like fear is literally there, like on the ground, like winking back up at you going, going like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like that's what I'm here for. I'm here. It's like, <laughs> this, this is the game. This, this is the is, game. Yeah, You're exactly. meant to, like, I'm here for you to be like, I'm here to be conquered. Right. This is what I'm here to like add some spice to your life, you know, as opposed to this, again, this attitude that we have, that's just like, ah, oh, fear is this thing that's out there to destroy me. It's to get, it's not, fear's not there to destroy you. It's there to protect you and it's there to add some spice. Yes. It's there to add some drama. It's there to, to, to bring some exhilaration, some, um, meaningfulness some like it it has so many beautiful things to it if we learn to have a a positive relationship to it if we can start to think of fear not as a negative emotion but it's like fear is a positive emotion fear is what like man that gets me excited that gets me like it like it gets me really present Mm. you know we talk about presence so much not just us lots of people for a long time have been talking (laughs) about the value of presence man when you are when you're a have fear running through you you are so present. Oh, yeah. So absolutely present. So focused. So sharp. You know? And it's, and it's just learning to be like, yeah, okay. I'm feeling this way. And, and there's people who just learn to thrive in fear mm-hmm. to a certain degree. And I think that there's one level in which people thrive, which is you had mentioned this, which was that there are people who just try and keep themselves in a state of fear almost in a state of overwhelm because it, it keeps them motivated. You right. know, being scared keeps them running. 
Yeah. Basically. And it's not necessarily the best way to, to have it. I mean, it can be effective. It might give you an ulcer. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, or worse, you yeah. know, like it's, but it's, it has its, it, it has its drawbacks going with fear in, in that way. Or you can learn to see fear as actually this positive thing, learn to accept it and not necessarily look for it, but when it happens, when it arises, because you don't need to look for fear. No. <laughs> you know, it'll it's just, like... It'll, it'll come up. I mean, if you're up. doing your life, it will come up. Yeah. And I mean, you know, it's a couple of things I want to say about it, you know, that just kind of point out to me at this moment. This is like, you... Alan Watts has this thing. I'll start with this. Alan Watts has this thing where he talks about, he's a philosopher who talks about a bunch of this stuff, but he talks about fear and he had this one thing. He said, you know, fear is like standing next to a fire. You feel warm. Fear and warmth are very much similar. They're like Mm -hmm. when you're feeling fear, it's like being next to a fire and you're feeling warm. You don't get to like make warm wrong or bad or whatever. It's like, that's what fire does. When you're in a situation and you're feeling fear, that's what you're supposed to feel. That's what that situation does. Mm -hmm. And call it fear, call it excitement, call it just a racing heart. That's what that experience does for you. And in some ways, there's no changing that. Mm -hmm. The closer you get to that, the more it'll be. You know, my mom, she's scared of heights, right? So I'm not really, like I have my point where I start to get scared. But I'm pretty good. Like, I can sit on the edge of cliffs and stuff like that. My mom, yeah. like, she can barely even stand, like, five feet from the edge. You know, she's kind yeah. of got that fear, right? So her her tolerance level and my tolerance level are much different. But it's fine. You know, it's not a judgment. It's just that's where we at. That's our comfortability, you know? I think um, the thing is, is that when you get close to a cliff where you could see yourself falling off and, you know, perishing... You, your body goes, mm, no, like there's a certain point where your body starts going, no, no, no more. And the more you get, you, the more you get close to it, the more your body goes, no, no. Yeah. And this, this is like putting your hand in a fire. So this is the thing about a phobia. Like it doesn't matter if you're more scared of something than someone else. That's just how hot it is for you. Yeah. And so I think we have this kind of like judgment sometimes where we go like, I shouldn't be as afraid. It's like, no, that's where you're at. That's your sensitivity to it. Yeah. Like, look, if I had no sensitivity in my hand and you had a ton and I put my hand and I was melting my skin and I'm like, it's not that hot. And meanwhile, you're like, whoa, like, look at your skin, like your hands a little farther away. Mm-hmm. And you're like, that's really hot. You would look at me if my skin was actually starting to burn. You would be like. I need to help you. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you're in danger. Yeah. You know what I mean? And maybe a bit of an idiot. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like something's wrong here. Yeah. Like, but that's the thing about fear is like, we need to look at fear as like a sensitivity to situations and to start to realize that like, Hey, okay, look, maybe I'm a little too scared of the cliff. Maybe like standing five feet back is a little extreme. Yeah. Maybe three feet. I'm a little more comfortable with. But maybe the guy who's like tiptoe on the edge, hanging over on one hand or something, it's like, maybe that's a little too extreme. You know, maybe I don't yeah. need to get there. But maybe that guy who's on the edge of there has been like doing this for a long sure. time. It's like they're a rock climber or something who's right. like used to navigating. And maybe surfaces. for them, that actually pushes their goals forward in their life agenda and their direction. Yeah. You know, there's guys that climb cliffs without ropes. Oh, yeah. Right. Like it's crazy. They free climb. Yeah. Like it's it's 
mind-boggling. And for most people, we'd be like, I would never do that. That's crazy. I get but scared maybe, for them watching them on the video. You yeah, know what I mean? But like, maybe that, <laughs> like, and as something you said before, it's like everybody's going to have different fears. Though that, that free climber or that, you know, that um, hang glider or that you whatever, sure? you, yeah. whatever the hell, pick your, pick your poison for extreme sports. Maybe they look at somebody who stands up in front of a crowd of people and delivers a speech and they're like, there's no fucking way that you could get me that's to do that. That's a great point. That's you know, a great it's, point. It's like, yes. so it's, that's one kind of just almost yeah, somewhat so token mean, example. Meanwhile, but, they're, they're free climbing a cliff, not scared, loving that, totally excited. Mm-hmm. But then standing up in front of all their peers and talking about what they think and their philosophies might be the thing that frightens the hell out of them. Yeah. Meanwhile, someone who's a public speaker goes, man, like if you don't rope me up with three ropes, I'm yeah. not even fucking climbing at all. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, and, and yeah, I, I'm not going a, up one foot. That's a, that's a great example of how fear is. It's very subjective. It's very personal mm-hmm. and that's totally okay. You know, in some ways, maybe, you know, I'm realizing maybe fear helps you get to know yourself in relation to the world. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. Because like, you know, some people aren't going to be scared of things and you don't need to judge yourself because you're scared of them and they're not. Like, you know, it's, it's, you're different people. You're, you're, yeah. in, you're doing this differently and that's fine. Yeah. Fear gives us, like you said, like this con- like conquering them. It's like, it gives us this feeling of triumph. Sure. You know, and in that triumph, we're also learning that we are more capable than we thought we were. Right. It, we do. We learn something about ourselves through those fears. And again, this is where it's just like, <laughs> it's like fear kind of has this, this dark kind of appearance to it, but it's really like this big smiling thing. That's like, that, that's winking at you the whole time. Just being like, <laughs> I'm just, I'm just here for you to, to like fear is just there for us to grow. Yeah. There for us to learn. There for us to to have excitement to live. To, to life. find our boundaries. To find our boundaries. I mean, that's to, part of the game of life, anyway. Is like, what are your boundaries? Where Where are you okay? Like, how far are you willing to go with this? And you know, I was talking to a guy, an Australian guy, actually, on New Year's, and um, he had just got here to Canada, and we were talking about. He's like, "Oh yeah, it's a little cold and stuff," and I'm like, "Okay." And he he's from Australia, so he's used to the warmth. And I was like, "Yeah, you know, I've always wanted to go. I've never been. Been to a lot of tropical places." But I'm like, you know, some things about the spiders and the snakes, like that kind of frightens me a little bit. And he's like, he's like, yeah, yeah. And we were talking about, he's like, yeah, just shake your shoe and you do this. And to him, I I was talking to him about this. I'm like, yeah, like that's kind of normal to you. You just kind of have ways in which to deal with this world. And you grew up like that as a kid, I bet. And that's just how you do it. He's like, yeah, you know, you just learn to shake your shoe and whatever. And I was like, you know, it's, it's foreign to me. And I was telling him this, I'm like, it's foreign to me because we don't really have like, for the most part, we don't really have deadly spiders or, or things like that to worry about. That's not a fear we'd have. Mm-hmm. If I was going out to the forest, I'd be more worried about getting tracked by a cougar or running into a bear. Yeah. Right? But over there, you know, and, and you just make preparations. You maybe carry bear spray or you do things, you know, to make sure that this isn't going to happen. Yeah. But over there, you do different things. And so in some ways, you know, our fears are very much just related to our environment or social structure. Yeah. You know, if... if you're around a world where people are not scared of certain things and you grow up in that world and you learn how to deal with that, you probably won't be scared of it. Meanwhile, someone who grows up in a place that's not used to those things might be scared of those things. But in their world, 
they grew up around other things and they're not scared of those. And, you know, in some ways, like, I think that we need to kind of like look at fear as just kind of like, this is how I've learned to relate to my environment, to my world, to my Mm -hmm. social circle. I mean, here's another thing. I mean, I'll just add this in a social fear. For example, if whenever you did anything wrong, your parents yelled at you and were like, you're an idiot, you're a stupid kid or some (laughs) terrible thing like that, right? It's not so funny. I'm not laughing because it's like, yeah, it's No, true. you know, you're yeah, laughing because it's like ridiculous. Then it does happen. But the thing is, is that you might grow up into the world and then say, I'm scared to share my ideas because whenever I did, people tore me down. I was bullied. I was blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Meanwhile, in another family, whenever the person spoke their mind, they went, bravo, bravo, brilliant. Look at this child. He's a prodigy or she's yeah. a prodigy. That person started to learn, hey, look, like, like I have good things to share and people encouraged me. So they have no fear around sharing their ideas. Meanwhile, you do. If you get, and this is where I want to get into this, the yeah. past, where the past compounds fear, where you go, I'm scared because my parents did this and blah, blah, blah. That doesn't really serve you that much. It, it might help you to understand why you do what you do. But after that, it's irrelevant. Yeah. If you get into the whole Why you blame, have been yes. a certain way up to the point that is now. Yeah. yeah. And you go, okay, like I forgive myself for being the way I have been up until now because I didn't know any better. I was ignorant. And this is why I do what I do almost automatically, unconsciously. But if you, from that point on, go, I'm going to blame my parents for me not being who I want to be. I mean, you're missing the point because the game of life is not really about that. It's like, you just need to go, okay, great. Um, my parents weren't very supportive or encouraging. And so I have a tendency to be scared, but the whole world isn't my parents. So anytime that I'm about to go out into the public, I'm going to, instead of seeing my parents out there in the crowd who, or whatever, these kids I went to school with, whatever, I'm going to look and I'm going to not see that. I'm going to actively try and push on that fear. And you might actually end up discovering that your micro experience as a child is not at all how the world is. Mm -hmm. And that's conquering a fear. But if you sit around and blame and go, I don't talk in public because of blah, 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 because my dad did this to me or my mom or this teacher, then you're just being a victim, right? Yeah. You know what I mean? And I think like that's where people use fear as an excuse. They go, well, I'm allowed to be scared because of blah, 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 because of past, past, past. And I think like you don't want to look at fear as, a, as an opportunity to excuse yourself. You want to look at fear as an opportunity to be yourself, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's different. And you might be scared of things that other people aren't scared of, but that's part of you being you. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes it's, um, (laughs) what you're saying, it's like, we're, you have these past things. Like, it's like, oh, well, I'm afraid of this because of blah, 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 blah in the past. It's like, yeah, okay, fair enough. But whatever's in front of you right now, that's the only thing that you have to be afraid of. Right. You know, like because the past is gone. Because the past is gone. That that literally, like all of that stuff, is. But whatever it is that you're facing now, it has nothing to do with all the things that you were like in in the past that you were afraid of. You just have to be afraid of this thing. (laughs) Yes, like that's the thing. You can only be afraid. Face the monster in front of you, not not like the thousand that are behind you. Exactly, and that's just again the whole thing of compounding. The worst is like, no, just be afraid of the one thing that's in front of you yeah. and deal with that. And you'll probably realize it's like that it's, it's not such a big thing and, you, and you'll maybe be able to challenge it and discover 
the truthfulness of whatever your sort of disposition is towards your circumstance, right? But only by, like, it's really about making it easier on yourself of just being like, like, because as I said earlier on, when you can just deal with the fear that's right in front of you for what it is and nothing more, then that's workable. That's workable and can even be some fun as we've, <laughs> as we've kind of explored. Yeah. But once you start piling all this other stuff, it's like, now this is not workable. Mm-hmm. Now, this is, now this is a monster. Now this is a huge monster of our own making. Yes. And we have almost no choice but to run from it. Yeah. It's great, man. Well, let's talk about this beer. Let's talk about this beer. Burr. This was your, your choice today. Yeah, this is mine. So this is uh, Russell Brewing, and it's Papaya Milkshake IPA. Um, so it's, it's a little hoppy. It's a little bit creamy. And, a little bit uh, sweet. A little bit sweet with the papaya. Yeah. I, I, I've been enjoying it. You know, the, the one thing about it is it's smooth because of the milkshake, the cream feel they got to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, it's not too hoppy because that, that creamy, sweet, sweet papaya flavor kind of balances out the hoppiness of it. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's been a nice kind of, it's been a tasty brew, to be honest. Yeah, I've, I've liked it. I don't know how many of these I would drink. It's a little heavy. Yeah. It's a little heavy. And it's, like you said before, IPAs don't go down quite as quick as yeah. some of the others. And the, yeah. and the sweetness is... Um, the sweetness is is <laughs> like it's fine. It's just it's not my favorite in right. this one. But okay. it's it's definitely it's been worth it's been definitely worth a drink for sure. Yeah, I mean it's probably one of those beers you have like maybe one or one or two, depending on how you, you're feeling, and yeah. then you're kinda like, I gotta move on from it because it is a very full kind of brew. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's for sipping. Yeah. Absolutely. Totally. Well, Anyway, we just have a brew because uh, it's a it's tradition. It spurs on conversation. Yeah. So mm. we we share whatever craft brew we tend to be drinking. And sometimes we forget what we're gonna say. As a result, it doesn't spur. <laughs> sometimes, you know, or maybe that's just me. Usually, I'm the one who forgets what I'm saying in the middle yeah, of what you, I'm you saying. You didn't misquote anybody today. Oh, you kind of did the courage one. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah you got to get one of those every day. Yep. You know, hit my quota. Yeah. Um, okay, well, let's let's wrap this baby up. I mean, we covered a lot of good stuff here, I think. Yeah, we talked about a lot of stuff about fear. And, I, you know, I, I, I mean, you know, just to start off our, our conclusion here, I mean, I feel like if people can walk away from this and look at fear a little bit differently, that's a big win. You know, if you can look at, you can walk away from this and kind of see fear as actually your friend, as something that's helping you, as something that's... Um, keeping you safe and giving you an opportunity to feel a little more vibrance in life, you might not try to run from it so much. And you might not build it up into this thing that needs to be like some massive pill to swallow or some big monster to face. Yeah. You know, and you could just face one little fear at a time. And I think, you know, like one strategy that, that I'm kind of looking at is going, okay, well, okay. So I'm, I'm, worried right now or I'm feeling anxious or I'm scared and I look and I go okay all right that's how I'm feeling there's no need to be different it's just what it is that's where I'm at and then I can go okay am I gonna die if I go towards this no okay well well let's go towards it or 
Or if I don't want to do anything about it, it just is. It just can be. No problem. You know, I had a I had a moment this week actually where I had anxiety come up because I'm moving again. And there's this part of me that's like, well, what if I don't get the place up? And it's weird. It's weird. I've never had this worry in my life until mm-hmm. now. But all of a sudden I was like, what if I don't find the place that I want? What if blah, 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 blah. And I started, you know, compounding. And I felt real anxiety, just real in my body. I was like, whoa. And I was just laying there in my bed because it happened at night. And it was a moment. And I was just like, wow, you feel real anxious right now. And I was just like, okay. And the, and the accepting of it allowed it to pass mm-hmm. and allowed it to just be me kind of going like, and I, and you know what I realized? This thing I realized, this is important to me. That's what I, that's what it told me. That's what yeah. the anxiety told me is that the next place I move to, it's kind of important to me right now. Mm-hmm. And you know, can you yeah. blame me for that? Can, is that wrong? Is that bad? Like my body's just saying like, look, this is important to you. Yeah. And you feeling something. Cause you, you know, like, and, and maybe you have expectations or maybe you have whatever, but it's important to you. And yeah. so then I went, okay. And then, you know, it passed yeah. and it didn't have to be a big deal, you know, but, but for a moment it was a big deal. Yeah. But then I just faced it and it kind of went away, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's what you're saying. And this is going to just, I guess, sort of catapult me into my, my closing remarks. Sure. Is that there's. Within fear, there's risk and there's potential. You're being presented two hands. Fear comes at you with two hands. And one is is being consumed by the risk, by being consumed by the danger, in which case it becomes um, an oppressor. Fear's like, okay, you're just going to stay down here for a little while. You're just gonna stay down in this space, and you're just gonna wallow into it until you get sick of until you get sick of me, <laughs> kind of thing. At which point, or you don't have to go through that. It's offering another hand. She's like, or you can come and say hello, and I'm gonna toss you up, and you're gonna transcend. Mm. You're gonna you're gonna you're gonna go into the land of possibility instead, and you're gonna be done with me. Or this this version of fear. This version. You're going to be done with this one. Yeah. But you're being presented both of these things. You're being being presented both danger and opportunity. Mm. And I think the thing is is to start realizing that, yes, there is always an opportunity for something. With every fear that we come into contact with within ourselves, there's an opportunity. There's possibility that's going on there. A possibility for us to understand something more about who we are about what we're capable of about you know just how how exciting and and alive we can be i like it i i I really like i mean i like how you pointed out it can be an impressor or it can be a transcender essentially yeah you know i think that's that's really i mean i mean that's the point of this conversation is like you know, we're all going to die. Yeah. But we're not scared. <laughs> we're all going to die. <laughs> we're all going to die. That's right. We're, but we're not scared. I mean, how many of us are really walking around scared that we're going to die? Like, I don't, I, I mean, I have my moments where I go, shit, like, you know, but the thing for the most part is like, 
I mean, maybe if you're older, maybe if you have a disease, maybe if there's something that's really pressing your life, you're starting to face the fear of death. But I think for the most part, most people are probably walking around and they just kind of go, yeah, someday I'm going to die, but I don't really think about it. Mm-hmm. Right. Fear can kind of be like that. You know, it can kind of be this thing where it's like, yeah, like I'm going to be scared at some point. I'm going to, this is going to happen. So like, I don't need to make a big deal out of it. Like I'm living. Right. Yeah. And so I think the thing is, is like, you know, maybe, maybe just to add to your point, I mean, take this away and go like, well, anytime fear comes up, just go like, it's an opportunity to transcend myself instead of oppress myself. And, you know, and I think that's where, where I'm going to kind of walk away with it and go like, okay, well, I'm feeling afraid. Am I using this to oppress or am I using it to transcend? Mm-hmm. And then we're all going to die. It just becomes <laughs> liberation. <laughs> nice. Thanks for listening to the show. If you got something out of this, if you feel it improved your life or your journey in any way, please take a moment to subscribe, leave a review, or share the episode. You can also support us on Patreon, where we have tons of great bonuses. You are the ones that make the show possible and help us to thrive. Thank you for joining us.